Welcome to Calvary Chapel Sebastian Podcast. We hope that you're blessed by this message. Well, I just want to take a chance to uh, welcome everybody here tonight and everybody that's listening on our podcast channel. Thank you for being here. And if you've missed any of the teachings over the last several months, you can go on our web or our podcast channel and you can get caught up with that as we went through the whole book of Genesis this year. But as we open... We have a special speaker tonight. His name is Pastor Mackley. And Pastor Mackley, I'm going to give you a little information about him. He was born and raised in Limbe, Haiti. And Pastor Mackley lived in the United States from 2010 to 2016. And God called him to go back to Haiti. He went back to Haiti to help his fellow countrymen in his ministry. And his ministry is called Jericho Ministries in Limbe, Haiti. Upon his return... He began a school that has 150 children in it right now. Yes, that's right. They provide daily food for all the kids. He also started a church. And that church attendance is 250 people right now. It is. And also, this, he's not done yet. He's not done yet. He has an orphanage. And that orphanage, there are 14 orphans living there right now. But he's still not done yet. God's not done with this man. As he goes out into the world, he actually put in a well so all the people there could have fresh water around the neighborhood. So God is using him in a mighty way. Pastor Mackley and his family live on site with their children as well. Here, this is it. Let me grab that. Sorry live on site with them as well. And we are blessed to have the opportunity to support Pastor Mackley with the, at this church in his mission as he was called to go back to Haiti. So can you guys give Pastor Mackley a warm hand? Good evening, church. As Pastor Greg said, my name is Mackley. Paiute, I want to thank God for that moment that he gave to me because I'm a member of his kingdom. I want to thank some people at the church, especially Mrs. Julie and Larry. Please you stand. So they... They're having me for two months at their house, so I'm so grateful. I want to thank Pastor Ryan, my best friend since 2016. He come on board in Haiti and helped me build this orphanage. So, Pastor, I'm so glad. <laughs> Thanks to Pastor Greg and Pastor David. They have been there for me. And when I came to that church, and they said, do you need something? I said, I'm okay for now. <laughs> but it's the family of God. I'm so proud to be a member of this family. In 2010, when Haiti hit by the big earthquake, we lost about 350,000 people died. All the big buildings that we had 
everything collapsed. I didn't see nothing to do because I have my five years visa. And I, I sat down with my family, my wife and my three kids. I said, I don't have any choice. I'm gonna leave the country. And then you as American, you give me a second chance to come here and rebuild my life. I used to work with so many companies here for doing customer service for Canadian people, French people, Asian people, because I speak French, I speak Creole, I speak Spanish, a little bit English. <laughs> <laughs> so I was working for Keurig. Keurig is a kind of coffee maker. They, they have a, a place in Melbourne so I used to go work down there. I used to work for Kirby, it's a vacuum machine. I used to work for Vero Beach Hotel and Spa. So during that time, I had a pretty good life. So everything's okay. But you know, God said, no. You're in the comfort zone, you're in America. This is the land of opportunity, but as Moses on the palace with Pharaoh, he heard the cries of his people. The same thing happened to me. I heard the Asian cry. And I said, what should I do, God? And God said, go back to your country and help those little orphans on the street get a better education. And I said, God, should I go? Yes, you should go. Without nothing, I leave the house here. I leave my car. I don't even know who has the car now. I don't know. I leave everything, and I go back to Haiti to help my people. By the way, Pastor Ryan stand with me and said, brother, go, and the church will be with you. And sins they always be with me. So thank you very much, everybody. I start my ministry in 2016, and I have so many pictures to show you tonight what God helped me do for my people in Haiti. I provide food, I provide clean water, because they used to go to the river and they take the shower and the river and they drink the, the water. So I said, no, as a pastor, I said, no, it's not gonna happen anymore. So God gonna provide fresh water for you. And I did that because of you. So let me show you some pictures of my ministry. This is a place that you can fill with people that I give food every every single day. So they're waiting on me, and you see the benches? I got only eight of them. <laughs> so people sit down on the floor because I don't have opportunity to have more chairs for them. This is Christmas. Yes. It's a beautiful Christmas. They're just waiting for me to have a parade with 
250 people, 300 people. And, you know, we have 250 people at church. We're going to go for 500 for God. A thousand. Two thousand. Three thousand. Five thousand. For God. To God be the glory. It's not for me, but it's for God. This is in the side of the church. We are ongoing construction. Because you in America, if the church is not well done, you're not going to come. And when Pastor Ryan went to Haiti, he saw inside of the church of God, rocks everywhere, sand. We sit down and we sing. We give praise to God. And he said, no, Mackley, it's not the way it is. We need to put the floor for you. And now you see, it's a better off. So we're going to go for the tiles to make sure that the house of the Lord is pretty. It's not a place that dirty or, you know, it should be a clean because our God is a big God. So we need to do big things for the Lord. So keep going, please. This is my wife. She's on the left. Oh, no. Here is she. Left? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I was, you know, <laughs> if I pick up somebody else, <laughs> I want to make sure that, <laughs> yeah, she is taking care of the, the orphanage now. She has a choir. She has a, the uh, ladies working with her. The middle one, she's, she's, uh, cook for us. We have 16 employees, uh, 10 with the kids at school, and six work for me at the orphanage. So it's a pretty good size of people working with me. Every single day we have rice and beans. It, it's not pizza. <laughs> rice and beans. And you know, in Haiti, so many poverty. That's my country. I love my country. And as a Haitian, we need to stand for our country. We need to stand for. As American, yesterday night, I watched a movie with Larry. It was Pearl Harbor. I was waiting to cry because I see the, the troop come because the, the, you don't have nothing with them and they just come and bim, bim, you know. I was ready to cry because why human beings, we fight each other. But the church, you there to say no, it's not the way that we should live. We have another way to, to live because we have God in our sight. So we provide rice for them because they're just waiting on a little bit of juice, a piece of bread. That's it. We don't have pizza. We don't have mac, mac and cheese. We don't have things like that. So we go for rice, beans, meat. So it's the way it is. You see me lift up my hand. <laughs> I have so many kids, 150, and more, 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 more will come 
because I have opportunity to give them some bread. So we have more pictures to come, but I think when I start the ministry, it's not my ministry, it's God's ministry. So God not gonna come to me face to face to say, okay, this is what I give you for kids to take care of them. But you will put somebody on my way to help me. This is our job. This is our family, the family of God. I have so many projects. I saw the school, does. it's a primary school. We're gonna go for a high school now. Because every year, I didn't let them go. I add more classes every year. So we're gonna go for high school. Because I have my, I have, I'm working on my master in leadership. So I have opportunity to teach, uh, and I have so many teachers can come on board and help. So we're gonna go for high school. And I won't be able to do it myself. We have so many projects, and I put some of them on the back. I have my card on the back. So we have desire to buy chicken, to raise chicken, rabbits, to put more classes for people, to um, provide food, to pay teachers. So it's hard, but let me tell you, I have a budget every month, like 4,000. You know, I'm running the, the orphanage with 600 bucks. Uh, you can say, wow, but you remember, the, you remember the lady in the Bible with the little oil? Ah, yes. Faith. With faith, God can do it. Amen? Amen. And if it's if, if been five months, years, God did it every year. I can have somebody say, hey, Pastor Markley, this is what I said for the, for the kids. It's not my ministry, as I said. It's God's work, and he's going to take care of it. When God sent, he prepared. He sent me to Haiti. He prepared something for me. So I'm not going to have to be long. This is tennis shoes. I bought big boxes. And every kid you see with the uniform, they can come, you see. I give away stuff. Because I just want to see a smile on their face. You know what is hard for me? It's once a kid comes to you and you turn your back on him. So I don't want to see my orphanage be closed. I don't want to see the school be closed. I want to see the church because if I can't, and I will never close them, but I will need somebody here help. I cried out loudly, I need your help. <laughs> so any, anyone here can give something. Let's say, if I have 100 people here, everybody give a dollar. I have $100. It's simple. 
simple because I don't want to see them without food. And God will provide, always provide food for them. So I like the song that the worship team sung at the beginning. Go, tell it in the mountain. It's a Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Go and tell the people about Jesus. I stand firm in Haiti. I'm not going to be able to change all Haiti, and I'm going to make a difference in my area, in my community, inside of my family. So let me finish with this. I'm a son of missionaries because in 1947, two missionaries, a couple from Arizona, 1947, they started a church in my area. And all my grandparents come to that church. And they didn't even see the big church has 3,000 people now. And we have a university with 3,000 students. Theology, fine arts, administration, education, nurse. As my daughter, she's going to be a nurse next year. So two missionaries came to my area, and they did it for us. Not for, for them, for the glory of the Lord. I want to impact my Haitian life. And with you, I'm going to do it better and better and better. May God bless you. May God bless America. Thank you so much. I need a prayer. You know, I can't do it without prayer. I believe in prayer. And it's not any kind of prayer, but that prayer should, you should do it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Without Jesus, you are nothing. I am nothing. May God bless you one more time. Thank let's, give pa- let's give Pastor Mackley a hand. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Well, that kind of goes right along with what we're going to talk tonight about, right? So, as he said, he was called to go back, and we're all called to go. So if you have your Bibles tonight, we're going to be actually in Matthew 28, verse 16. So, but I want to ask you guys a question first. Do you guys know what the first account in the Bible was? When God told somebody to go? Does anybody know? Anybody? If you need a Bible also, if you raise your hand, we'll have guest services put one in your hand. Nobody knows? Okay, well, I'm going to tell you. The first account of God speaking the word go is in Genesis 7 when he told Noah to go into the ark. He told Noah to go into the ark. Then God told Abraham to go to the land that he would show him. And then God told Moses to go bring the Israelites out of Egypt. And at one point, God told Jesus to go and come down to earth. Did he not? Jesus had a mission trip. 
He was told to go. So I have a question for you. Does anybody know how many times the word go is in the Bible? Come on, somebody guess something. Come on, more. Uh, uh. All right, I'm going to give you the answer because we're not, e- we're not even close. It's 1,542 times the word go is in the Bible. Now, do you know how many times the word stay is in the Bible? Close. Stay is in the Bible 62 times. So obviously God wants us to go, doesn't he? He wants us to go and proclaim the good news about Jesus Christ. And I love that song that we sang because that's what it is. We should be going and telling it, shouting it from the mountains. Oliver Goldsmith once said, Life is a journey that must be traveled no matter how bad the roads and the accommodations. I think Pastor Mackley can attest to those accommodations, and we know about the roads, don't we? The roads need repair. But our life is a journey with God, and it's hard sometimes. But I assure you, it's all worth it as we travel with God. If you're taking notes, write this down. Difficult roads often lead to beautiful destinations. Difficult roads often lead to difficult destinations. In Psalm 32, 8, it says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. God's going to teach us the way that we should go. Our Christian journey is not easy, but God will give us the strength to press on daily to overcome any situation. God promises to work in our lives until the very end to make us more like his son, Jesus Christ. The Christian life is a huge adventure, wouldn't you say? It's always exciting. There's always something new. So if you have your Bibles, let's go to Matthew 28, verse 16. And I'm going to read it. It says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded. And here's the promise. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. That's God's promise to us. As we go, he's going to be with us. Jesus is very clear and straightforward to his disciples when he told them what he wanted them to do. He wanted them to go and make disciples of all nations. And what that means, he wanted them to go to all the corners of the earth. He wanted them to tell, tell all people, just like Pastor Mackley did. He went back to Haiti, serving our Lord, glorifying him. And this command to go is to teach people and baptize them to make new disciples. We're commanded. This is a command. This is not a suggestion. We're commanded to do this. This includes going into all the world and sharing the good news about our salvation and baptizing those who proclaim Jesus Christ publicly. When God says go, we face one of life's greatest decisions, I believe. 
And that is when God says go, we must face our fears, our excuses, and ourselves, right? Are we going to obey? And are we going to go? But faith over fear. When God says go, it's time to answer his call and go on a journey wherever he leads us. Pastor Mackley's going to Haiti. He obeyed and started his journey. If you're taking notes, the only impossible journey is the one you never begin. As we begin, all things are possible for God. Everything. As we go on our journey, all things are possible. But the only impossible journey is the one that we never begin. Scripture tells us to be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because the Lord your God is with you. He will never leave you and he will never forsake you. And that's the good news. Keep going no matter what other people say. Your one true companion throughout life is God. Jesus is with you all the time through the Holy Spirit who lives in you and he will never abandon you. Now, this doesn't mean we all need to go on mission trips all around the world. It doesn't mean that at all because we have a mission field right here in our own backyard, right here in Sebastian. And we want to call that the marketplace because the marketplace is where we go. And the word go literally doesn't mean go, but it means as you are going because Jesus doesn't say, hey, when you get there, I want you to do this. No, he says along the way, in the marketplace, when you're at your job, when you're at your school, I want you to tell people about Jesus Christ. And not only do we tell them, but we show them the love of Christ in our lives as we're going around. It's a journey, and the journey is the destination. Because that's the journey as we go, telling people about the love of Christ. We're sharing the gospel of love wherever we're going and whatever we're doing. Our example of the lives that we live should show the love of Christ. In Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6, it says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will make your paths straight. And you guys have done such an amazing job this year. I have a couple pictures I want to show you. This is a baptism that we had. Um, you can keep sliding through them, Tom. This is, these are other pictures of the baptism because we were told to go out and baptize, right? So we did. We're baptizing at the beach. There's other pictures here as we go. You can keep going. There's Pastor Mackley. He was he he baptized in, the, in Ryan's pool one weekend. Some of these are we're gonna go pretty quick. Go ahead and you can go through it, Tom. This is the this was the uh, chili cook-off. There's different things that we're looking at as we're going into the world. And as we go through these, I want you to kind of look at them, but I want you to know that you can enjoy the journey, okay? You can enjoy the journey, you can learn from this journey, and allow God to shape and refine you along this journey, okay? In Judges, they were worried about their journey, 
So they asked them, they said, ask God whether or not our journey will be successful. In Judges 18, 5 through 6, it says, go in peace, the priest replied, for the Lord is watching over your journey. The Lord is watching over each and every one of our journeys. And if you're taking notes, please write this down. Our mission as we go is to glorify God by proclaiming the gospel to the lost world. As we go on our journey, doing life together, going, proclaiming the gospel. In Romans 10, 14, it says this, How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. How beautiful are your feet as you go and proclaim the gospel and the love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our lives are our journeys. So how do we, how do, we do that? How do we fulfill this great commission? Well, I have a couple steps. The first thing is, is to build authentic and real relationships. Build those relationships within the church, within your neighborhoods, in your community. Be genuine. May you walk the walk and not just talk the talk. May your faith increase and be an example to other people as you go. Next, make an intentional investment. When I say make an intentional investment, we talk about being intentional And you need to be intentional in your life. Tomorrow, we have an opportunity to serve. Be intentional. Come out and do that. Because then we have another opportunity to be intentional, and that's the parade Friday night. Be intentional. Come out. Go. Show and share the love of Christ during the parade. And then last, each one of you, when you came in, you should have got an invite card for our Christmas Eve service. Pass those invites out. We ordered a lot of them, okay? So take a lot of them. Give them out to your friends and your family. Share the love of Christ with them. And the last thing is I want to give you a a mission challenge. Some of you may not know this, but uh, actually Calvary has opened up two missions for 2022. So the mission fields are opening back up. There's one going, it's a medical mission, I believe, going to Guatemala. I think Laura knows about that one already. And then there's a mission. I think the youth are going somewhere. I'm not sure, not from this campus, but from the Melbourne campus. So the mission fields are opening up. So it's time to go, church. It's time for all of us to go. Go make disciples of all nations. I wonder what was going through the minds of the disciples when he told them this. And as you're going and you're baptizing and you're moving through and you're making disciples, know that God is always with you. Trust his promise that he'll never leave you and that he will never forsake you. This doesn't mean it's when we get there, as I said earlier, because it's the journey along the way. Because we will never arrive at that final destination. But we do have a final destination, don't we? And that final destination is heaven. 
Life is a journey, church, but it's also very much about that final destination. Very much about the here and the now as we obey. Because when we get to heaven, the one thing we want to hear is well done, good and faithful servant. And you guys have been so faithful this year. Wednesday nights, you've come out, you've packed out this room, you have grown and you have learned the word of God, and you're sharing the love of Christ. And as a pastor, for me, it it warms my heart when I see people being real and genuine when they share the gospel. Because when we're real and we're genuine like that, God gets the glory. It's not about us. It's about what Jesus has done for each and every one of us. So I just want to leave you with this. Thank you so much for everything you've done this year. You guys have done an amazing thing as you have gone. You are going into the community and you are sharing the love of Christ. And I just personally want to say thank you from all the pastors here because it warms our heart when we see people going and sharing the love of Christ. So tonight we have something special for you. As you leave, we're hoping that you'll hang around for a little bit. We have some special treats out in the commons. So we got some coffee, we got some cocoa, and really what we would like to see is a lot of fellowship. Remember, authentic relationships. Build those relationships. Will you pray with me? Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for your church. You have amazing people that are doing so many great things. And Father, when we look at what the Great Commission says, it doesn't say the Good Commission, it says Great Commission. And they're doing a great job, Father. They're going and sharing the love of Christ. May you just fill us with your Holy Spirit. May we be more aware of your presence as we go along the way, as we share the love of Christ. And Father, may we just over this next couple weeks, just may we be renewed and refreshed as we come back in the first of the year and we get back into your word on Wednesday nights. But we will continue to come on the weekends and be taught. So Father, we thank you for the many blessings this year and help us as we go. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for listening to the Calvary Chapel Sebastian podcast channel. If this message impacted your life, we encourage you to share it with a friend. We're located at 1251 Sebastian Boulevard, just northeast of Intersection 90th Avenue and State Road 512 in Sebastian, Florida. Our service times are Saturday evening at 6 p.m., Sunday morning at 1045 a.m., and Wednesdays at 630 p.m.